Welcome back to the Financial Success Show. Once again, I'm your host, Jeff Eady, the president here at Blackthorn Group in Brampton, Ontario. Joining me as always is my right-hand man, uh, Mr. Rock and Roll himself, Kirk Forsyth. Kirk, stop it. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Kirk, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you. And today we have a very special guest, uh, the accounting manager here at uh, Blackthorn Group, but also uh, somebody I've known for a good couple of years now, one of the most intelligent people I know when it comes to personal taxes and how to write off almost everything in your life, Mr. Hashem Chaudhry. Hashem, how are you doing, sir? I am doing great. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. good. Thanks All for joining us today. Again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is that time of year. Uh, Christmas crunch coming. Everybody is spending more money than they're used to and obviously going to feel the tightening next month. And part of what we do here is try and help people avoid situations yes. like that. So we've brought in Mr. Tax himself, our our samurai of the bottom line are <laughs> guru of staying in the black <laughs> so Hashem, let's get right into it today um you know what actually I'd, I'd like to know a little bit more about you and exactly why you chose to get into taxes not exactly in most people's eyes the the most exciting field mm -hmm. but uh i i've come to see it very differently after working with you for the last couple of years mm -hmm. tell us uh, a little bit about why you chose that field um yeah, this was, uh, I was 12 years old. Um, uh, my dad asked me, uh, doctor or an engineer? Uh, typical question, uh, somebody from where I come from uh, gets asked <laughs> by their parents, doctor or engineer? But, uh, and I said none. And I said I wanted to be a teacher. Now unfortunately, the country I come from originally, uh, at that time, teaching is, wasn't a very well-paid paid profession. And that's Pakistan, that's correct? That's Pakistan, yep. yeah. Now it's changing a little bit, but still, teachers don't get paid that much. So it was like, nope. So the next thing was that, um, okay, so I was like, okay, my dad said, okay, let's have a break and come back and talk about it again. That break happened after 15 minutes. Okay. All the time you need. Go. You're on the clock. <laughs> and... I right away thought about my uh, uncle Javed. Um, he is uh, actually my father's mother's youngest brother. And uh, at the age of 45, he was a dentist. And at the age of 45, he decided uh, that he was gonna do his chartered accountancy. And by the time he was in his early 50s, he was partner in charge EY in Middle East. That's huge. Mm. What I really loved about him is uh, his willingness to help people. Uh, although he was very well off, you know, everybody in the family was, you know, anybody like even somebody's driver or somebody's guard had some financial difficulty and he came to knew about it. I'm sorry, guard? Uh, a security guard. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I know they don't have those in Burlington. Yeah, no, yeah, I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Like you have a family but, security guard? Right. So. <laughs> He would just go out of his way, and he's based out, out of Middle East. If he knows about it, he travels to Pakistan. He will go and help that person out. So super down-to-earth, humble, helping everybody out. And he happened to be my dad's best friend or whatever you want to call him. My father always looked up to him. And I said, you know what, Dad? I want to be like Uncle Javed. He couldn't say no. Uh, and my dad was like, that's a big sign-up that you're getting, uh, that you're pretty much signing up for. So I was like, okay, you know what? Yes, I'm up for it. And that's, so at age of 12, I said, you know what? I want my own accounting office and I want to be like him. I want to be having enough. I want to have financial freedom for myself and my family and enough so I can go out and help people who need it. So that's where it started. And the second stage where I uh, actually got it uh, all formulated uh, was uh, my professor, uh, Professor Peter Laid. Um, he was brutal uh, when it came to teaching taxes, but uh, uh, he taught me taxes. And um, he's retiring, to, to, he's actually teaching his last semester at Laurier. Uh, right now I was talking to him a few uh, weeks back. And um, yeah, I really realized from there. And then I met Craig. And I saw that, hey, you know what? People are struggling financially and the number one thing that a lot of people just 
forget about it talk, and then don't talk about it is that it's taxes it starts from it starts all from taxes yeah. you know people mm -hmm. go get uh, financial coaches mm -hmm. and financial this financial advisor if you don't have your tax game right sorry you're actually paying more in taxes mm -hmm. than what you're actually making mm -hmm. so yeah. that's what it, what Craig taught me and um, and I'm very glad um, of being part of Blackthorn, for that matter, that uh, here we are able to help people, yeah. um, you know, through education, we help them get going. So yeah. this is kind of a, a, a weird question I'm going to ask you, but it's not, well, I mean, it's not completely weird, but I just came from an institutional real estate conference over the weekend, and they were talking about uh, um, different strategies around taxes, and, and one of the things I've come to realize is at the retail level, uh, when people are talking about money, they they want the flash and the cash and they want the sexy things. You know, they hear about a you know the guy invested in Google twenty years ago or somebody that started with Mac when they first. And that's the, the reality of that is those are a one in a million shot. Mm -hmm. But it's the stuff that's not sexy, the stuff that's slow and steady that really makes the difference in people's lives. Yeah. What would you say the average income, um, what, what their return would be after visiting you? Well, it can easily, easily be 5% to sometimes even 60%. Okay. 60. Yes. Wow. You know, um, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you, uh, I was mentioning something in our team meeting today, um, and I'll share that with the audience as well. When I first started working at Blackthorn, um, many times what I found is like, you know, I'm sitting with a client and I, you know, the goal is always to, you know, start saving people taxes and getting them invested. Mm -hmm. So, he, and here's a typical example where what I would see, people who are making six figures, six figures, it's good. It's great and, money. But I talk to them. No, it's good money. It's okay. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, it's okay. you're right. Yeah. It's enough that once some, somebody should say that, yeah, you at least have a TFSA, you at least have some money saved somewhere. Yeah. And husbands working, wives working, household income of at least 150. And I say, hey, what about you? How are you invested? And they laugh at it. They're like, what investment? Ashim, mm. we don't have $2,000 to buy a course to teach us how to invest. And if even if we did take that course, Many of them, like the, we have to have some money to get started somewhere. Yeah. And that was sad, you know, for me to see, well, you know what? Everybody, you know, when coming out of school, they're like, yeah, I want to make six figures. I'm like, do I really want to be making six figures? When somebody who is making six figures for a while doesn't even have $2,000 invested, mm -hmm. that was a scary part. And... It's, it's really nice, you know, working with Craig and the Millionaires Club and all that stuff. Many of the people are now in that Millionaires Club. The ones who I originally met in about three and a half years ago, we put them into business, you know, get them that they're five, ten thousand dollars $10,000, you know, and start playing with it, mm -hmm. right? A lot, so there's no excuse. So I, I was literally having meetings with them and saying, hey, listen, you make good money, Okay, if I get you $10,000 back, do you now have money to invest? Do you now have money to, to go take that money mastery course from Craig and now go in index fund or whatever, mm -hmm. whichever way you want to go? So it's, it's uh, really important like, you know, like to start from a tax strategy. Mm -hmm. um, what, did that fully answer your question? I, there was another part in the question as well. Um, well, I mean, really it, it was about what the average return is for somebody and and you did answer that yeah i would say typically somebody who's doing it for the first year let's say somebody sees me in the tax season we put them in a business <coughs> uh, somebody who makes f i'll give you my example i joined blackthorn in uh, march 2015 mm -hmm. uh in april uh my refund was fourteen thousand dollars in a change nice wow that's, <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I, I think Between it, HSCs and everything, yeah. but still. I think you kind of danced around it there that the important thing isn't just the, the, the return itself, but it's the mindset that you've got to shift. Mm -hmm. Because um, one of my old mentors, Andre Maroney, always said that it's uh, broke at a higher level. You know, you think of somebody with a six-figure income and, and somebody earning maybe 30 grand a year, they're still broke. 
It doesn't matter how much money you got coming in. If you're broke, you're broke. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to change your mindset around the way that you spend your money. More importantly, when you actually do get that return, you got to do something with it that makes a difference and, and yes. moves you ahead forward in the, in the game. Um, knowing that most people don't have pensions anymore. Um, most people are hoping Canada Pension will take care of them, but I know my mom was $273 a month she was getting from Canada Pension, so yeah. we really got to take control over that. Um, Kirk, you got any? any I do. Questions? I got a good couple on. of I'm questions for a here. Participation this week. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's a good conversation. I got a couple of questions here. If you're ready to listen, well, Hashem, it is coming into the holiday season, and people are starting to go crazy. Uh, my girlfriend Paige was going to the mall the other day, and it is absolutely packed. But are there any tax strategies around the holiday season that we could use if you know you're hosting a big party with all of our families? You know, we're buying gifts for everybody. We're even traveling. Like, mm -hmm. what can we do to kind of save a little bit of money or get some money back see it really comes back to you know what we discussed in our last uh, podcast a few weeks back um, for an individual mm -hmm. nothing ah. right but somebody who really understands that the the benefits of having a business what it can do for them um, I'll give you my example. I'm having a Christmas party at my place in the holiday season. Uh, although me and my family do celebrate mm -hmm. Christmas in April when we <laughs> get, get checks from Santa. I've heard a couple people say Santa that around. Yeah, I've heard you say that a couple <laughs> times. You say that? Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, you know, for friends and family, I'm hosting a party. Uh, there, Many people don't know that you're allowed to have four events in a year. Four? Uh, it could be events at your home, could be events at uh, a hall, whatever, mm -hmm. that you're hosting, and all costs associated to hosting that event. You know, Craig talks about, uh, you know, let's say you got 10 people coming in, uh, in. You order 10 steaks. Well, you don't know if everybody's going to have steak. You order 10 pieces of chicken. You don't know if there's going to be vegetarians in there. God forbid you're gonna don't want to run short on food, right? No, of course so not. So you want to make sure you know people might like rum, people might like vodka, scotch, beer, right? So it really depends. So can whatever is left at the end of the day go in your fridge? Yeah, yeah. So that you can write off events if you have a business, um, even if you're cooking yourself. Uh, all costs associated to running those events. Um, also, you know, sometimes we give friends and family gifts. You know. Um, those can be, in some cases, uh, also be related to your business and be written off. How so? Well, let's say I'm in a business. Uh, let's say I do taxes. That's a very easy example. And uh, I'm going to go see my friends and I'm going to buy them a nice bottle of wine. Um, but while I'm giving that, you know, my intention to go see him was to talk about my business which just happens to be taxes. Okay, when I went there, did I do, go talk about my uh, taxes to him? Yeah. Yeah, you know I will either way. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've driven in the Uber with you where you're trying to close the guy driving the Uber to do taxes with you. <laughs> I was in that Uber. Yes, you were in that Uber. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, ca gifts can be. Like if you're giving it to a friend who you do business with um, or uh, somebody who you want to do business with, you know, or helps you in your business, they can be in some cases be uh, related to your business and written off. Uh, that's why I have a golden rule. I never give anybody cash gifts. It is always either gift cards or a giftable item that I can argue with CRA that I this was somebody. And of course, it has to relate to my business, mm -hmm. not just everything. Uh, you know, uh, small, you know, socks for your puppy are not <laughs> right on, right? So, <laughs> when I talk about my cat. <laughs> or your cat, right? So it, it, it can be in some cases, okay. but yeah, on an individual basis, no. no. Uh, you really have to have a business. And we always encourage people to have uh, a business because that's the step one. All right, sole proprietorship or incorporation? Uh, always. Uh, when, how, why? Wow, that's a good <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man. Okay. Um, general rule of thumb, when people are starting business, um, if you do not have significant legal or business limitations, like you're doing 
a network marketing business or uh, consulting, something that you know it doesn't involve a lot of risk and you really need to incorporate for that purpose, um, but and for which you need to definitely contact your lawyer for it. Um, we can only give you tax advice on it, but let's say I'm starting a business, right? A network marketing business, you know, uh, or direct sales or anything like that. Most of those businesses are heavy on expenses when you first start. Mm -hmm. Actually, majority, most of the business startups are heavy on expenses. I was say, yeah. most businesses, period. Uh, yeah. In general, are heavy right off the back. In those cases, if you have a job, for example, I have when I first my my first year, I started my business. I had a lot of expenses, right? But I had a job. Craig was holding taxes for CRA off my paycheck every two weeks. What pe people really need to understand is that we pay taxes on our net income. If you take your income down, you have already let's say I was getting thirty k. Or 40k, 40k, let's say, uh, and I showed a loss on that. I have already paid taxes on the 40k. When my net income drops, I get the refund. Mm -hmm. Right, right. In those kind of scenarios, it's always good to be on a sole prop format, right? Because if you're showing losses, you have a job, you're taking it down. Or some some scenarios are like that. Like people leave their job. They had really good job, and now they start their business. And you have a huge loss in the year you started your business. Well, you could possibly also carry it back into previous years and get a refund. The bottom line is businesses run on cash flow, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And taxes can be cash flow. Mm -hmm. So that is one part of it. Uh, when it comes to incorporation, there's three, re three re main reasons why uh, I tell people why they should incorporate. Number one is business sense. Let's say you're in an uh, industry. Uh, where you cannot operate if you're not incorporated. Nuclear or anything like that. There's certain industries where you just can't even talk to anybody if you're not incorporated. The other one is legal, um, where you should be considering, like, are you doing any business uh, that could significantly put you at risk? Your personal assets could be at risk. Let's say you're a doctor, right? You have a clinic, you kill somebody. Well, if you're incorporated, it, it will be limited to the, whatever the corporation holds. It won't really roll into your home, right? Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Until there's criminal negligence, right, yeah. where, where it really passes. But I always recommend, you know, talk to your lawyer, uh, you know, get that straightened out. Business insurance is recommended in most, most cases where there is some kind of exposure. Um, and the third one where, uh, where I can really help you guys uh, in there is taxes. Typically speaking, around $45,000 of net taxable income, so let's say line, your line 150 or line 236, which is your taxable income, um, that's what determines. So if you're, let's say, I'm gonna make up an example. I have a business that after all expenses, my income is crossing 45, it's 60. I'm better off to incorporate if I can. Why? Because 45 is kind of like the sweet spot mm -hmm. where the cost of incorporating equals the tax benefit, mm. right? A lot of people jump straight into incorporating right off the back when they don't really need to, right? And you should really talk to your accountant at that time. Does it really make sense for me to incorporate right now from a tax point or no? Right off the back, usually, usually is not the best decision for most people especially people who are not starting bricks and mortars or you know a like if you're doing a small you know business on the side direct sales um, consulting or small you know renos or anything like that it's usually better to start off as a sole prop once the business picks up and you you feel you're crossing the 45 then you start entertaining the idea of getting incorporated because corporations do have a better tax rate than personal all right, wow. so how, well, geez, should we get really in-depth? How does one uh, dividend out oh, of a corporation? 
because understanding there's different ways of bringing income and different ways that you get taxed on that income. I'm, I know I'm going there, oh. Kirk. All right. Go there. Take it away, man. You know what? You were worried we weren't going to have enough content. Where are you Yeah, at? you know what? Here, you guys have a good show. Um, I'll be in the other room. So, I have a two-hour video on this. Oh, no. Okay, well, we don't have two hours. I'm giving you ten minutes. So we just covered um, the different types. There is, like, straight-up employee who gets taxed at the highest tax rate, basically. Then there's sole proprietor, which is a great combo for an employee mm -hmm. because an employee can, uh, if they've got that sole proprietorship, use those write-offs against their employee income. And that's the best time. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you over there. That is the best time. A lot of time people come to me, Hashim, we're actually looking to go open our business in a year or two. And I tell them, please, do it go now. do it now because <laughs> you're paying taxes. You'll get it back now. Yeah. Because, you know, website, Four or five thousand dollars easily these days if you want to get a good website. Yeah. Uh, you know, training, equipment, and all that stuff. Well, you're not making much money right now. Go buy it right now, lower your net income, get whatever taxes you're paying right now in April. So next year when you're going in your business, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get that back. So, and I'll let you continue. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, when it comes to uh, bringing income out of a corporation, there's basically my understanding two ways you can do it. You can pay yourself as an employer three, three ways. ways. See okay. now, okay. so there's three okay. ways: payroll, dividend, or management fee. Oh, okay. So okay. management fee would be like a consulting fee. You, kind of, you can call it that, but it's kind of like you're having a sole prop attached like your you have a sole prop that manages your corporation so how do we determine which one you go um, normally when people are starting first at their corporation and there's very there's a lot of uncertainty mm -hmm. first year we normally stick with the dividend because you know you don't want to confuse a client too much about okay payroll management fees and all that stuff we just literally say hey take the money that you need out of the corporation for your personal expenses we'll just issue a dividend. And we'll talk about how to issue a dividend shortly as well. Uh, payroll is what I use for the most part is uh, for p uh, people who own corporations if they want to pay some income or split some income towards their kids, right? Mm, so okay. I use payroll for that. And I use payroll for budgeting. A lot of business owners don't like the word budgeting, but you have to really understand, um, you know, a lot of time what corporation owners would do once their corporation kicks off and it's doing well, they start bleeding it. Hmm. What they don't realize when they do it is that they're taking money out of the corporation, which is in Canada, one of the best tax places where you can do your business in, and you bring it on your personal side. You're, you're taking your personal incomes at a higher tax rate, right? So there has to be a balance. Like, okay, so in there I always ask, hey, how much money do you need to run your personal expenses, right? <laughs> We'll move, at, we'll move your car to your corporation. We'll move your telephone to your corporation. We'll move as much of your expenses into the corporation. Move your kids in the corporation as well <laughs> and write them off over there. But, you know, what do you really need? Right? And stick that as a budget and take that money that doesn't need to come out of the corporation and invest it within the corporation. Mm. Right? I, either to further develop the business or you can always buy investments uh, like uh, real estate, shares, or anything within your corporation as well, right? So you would, you would want to keep as much money in your corporation, but it really comes down to individual cases. It's, it's, I'm just being general over mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Sometimes individual cases are separate. I was just talking to uh, one of my clients last night. Um, they have a very different scenario. I have to talk to their U.S. accountant now to strategize his dad's strategy. So it really comes down on an individual basis. Uh, and talking to your accountant is the best thing to do and uh, kind of, you know, discuss it further. Give them the whole plan and let them. That's important right there. Yeah. Give them everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than, than, than working on a file uh, and you get three quarters of the way through and find out all sorts of new information that makes you go all it the happens. way back. It of happens. Course it for, the, for, for the first time or clients, sometimes I find that a lot. And management fees is just like having your own sole prop, right? Mm. Uh, you run all your expenses. Uh, usually I use management fee. Um, 
in absence of a poor dividend or a, or a payroll structure already set in place, like let's say a new client is coming and they have everything in a mess, I will sometimes just go through the management fee route in the first year to clear it up. Uh, but uh, I also use it uh, when uh, people have partnerships, mm -hmm. right? Um, classic example, somebody has a corporation as a partnership and that corporation is doing well. But you know what? The corp one shareholder doesn't want to write off the home office of the other shareholder or the director. So how do you manage that? Mm. Right? So we simply say, okay, you know what? Both of you charge equal amount of management fee to the corporation. And then whatever personal side-related expenses, like your own car, because the corporation doesn't mm. own the car, write it up on your management. So it's a tax strategy. So I, I see what you're yeah. saying is in a management fee, you basically be paying one company from another. Whereas a dividend could go from the comp from the company to person, to the shareholder, to the shareholder. Yeah, okay. cannot go to anybody else. Has to be shareholder. Yeah. And some of the rules have changed recently, uh, where uh, a lot of people used to take dividends because there's something called a dividend tax credit, mm -hmm. uh, which is a credit which really makes the whole dividend uh, payout uh, more favorable and uh, tax favorable, I should say. Uh, by many, but what CRA has changed now is that you can only, like, a shareholder who is only active in the business can claim that credit. Because before what people were doing, they put their entire family as shareholders, right, when only the dad is working the business, mm. right, and everybody stay home. Well, they say, well, they can still get dividend, but they won't get the dividend tax credit. So what, is, what exactly is that tax credit? <coughs> It varies from amount to amount, mm -hmm. but overall that is the most cheapest way to pull money out of a corporation. Do you have to do so paperwork to do that? Or? We have Sorry. to issue T5s. No, 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 no. T5s, huh? Yeah. Okay. And it is actually determined also on uh, how much shareholder loan somebody has within the corporation. Um, totally, it's a big, big discussion. Well, no, uh, I'm taking I'm notes to, on I'm this, trying, to, actually, trying so. to squeeze as <laughs> much as I can. In there. Uh, but generally speaking, um, you know, any money uh, a shareholder puts within the corporation is assumed to be tax-paid money or after-tax money, mm -hmm. and it can be pulled out of the corporation, also tax-free. Now, that lo loan can be, in other words, dividend is issued in most cases for small businesses. It's kind of like reporting the withdrawals. Mm. How much money you pulled out of the corporation. Okay. That's pretty much what a dividend and, would be. And the amount mm. above the original shareholder loan is would be what's taxable yeah. Yeah. at what rate? At your own tax brackets, depending on how much you pull out. So what, what, uh, within the, what happens in a T5, you report a box 10, it gets bumped up, and then from there you get a credit. Right, so it's it is ta like it is more favorable than taking a management fee in many cases, and definitely more favorable uh, on on a tax strategy wise uh, compared to a payroll wise. Mm -hmm. The only downside on a di dividend is you don't get CPP deductions off it because dividend is considered investment income, which is pa <coughs> passive, doesn't trigger CPP. That's why. I'm alright uh, with that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know you normally share your mom's story in uh, yeah. sometimes. Uh, sorry to bring that up, but uh, her scenario was that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. the accountant was most likely paying her dividends, not payroll. Actually, she was taking wage. Salary? Mm -hmm. And still not enough CPP? They, yeah, she was only deducting half of the CPP. She was taking the employee side, but not the employer side. Yeah, good times. 22 years of that. Anyhow. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to pull us back out of this one. rabbit hole here that we <laughs> yeah. went down. But that could be one. But a lot, for most cases where I find, like these days, and that was a very weird scenario why that accountant was doing that. But like most yeah. times when I see people don't have CPP contributions is because, you know, people are saying, yeah, I'll take a dividend because it's tax favorable, but not realizing that, hey, you're not paying a CPP. But where I see it from, who cares about CPP? Well, you know, and that's something that Craig taught me. Um, I, that's one of the reasons I love working here is I'm always challenged to, to learn new things. And one of the things Craig taught me was um, people who work for themselves don't have to pay CPP. 
you can take the money that you would normally be putting into CPP and do your own thing with it, which is a much more advantageous strategy. Uh, instead of letting somebody else manage your retirement fund, take care of it yourself. Yeah. You were going to pull us out of the rabbit hole, I was going to pull us out of the rabbit hole. Pull us out, buddy. Pull us out. <laughs> Come to the light, guys. Back okay. to the holidays. Yeah, yeah back, back to the holidays. Airland. Airland. What can people do to be um, more proactive during the holiday season in order to be prepared when it comes to tax season? This is the best time to gather all your receipts and take a look at it because, you know, you have time, you know, you have certain days off, you're out of, you've parked your work, you know, on the 23rd, and you have till about 2nd or 3rd of January before work life hits you again. So try to designate few hours on a weekend or something or during the morning, if you get a chance, gather all your receipts, because for most employed people or most business owners, once January hits, it's a go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of time people, one, once the tax time actually hits, they're scrambling because now they're in the midst of everything. Mm -hmm. So new budgets are coming, you know, January budget meetings are happening, February, March, all this implementation and everything. So if by the end of the year you got all your paperwork together, you can, talk, you can be talking to your accountant, uh, you know, around the holiday time or as soon as beginning of January so you know and I'm gonna say God forbid you have to do RRSPs that year you still have time to figure that <laughs> crap <laughs> out <laughs> okay we're not going down that rabbit hole either guys no so, I have it on my sheet no. here <laughs> no <laughs> but it's, it's, I know where that conversation goes <laughs> you know being prepared before you know life gets busy again before kids start going back to school again and everything starts getting busy 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 uh, in spring, uh, but when the tax time mm -hmm. is, it's better to just get get all your paperwork together, put it on the side, uh, see, like try to you know take some time, take a look at you know how much money did I make this year. Talk to your accountant. Hey, what can I do? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so because this is you get you get a good week ten days where you're out of the whole life. Let's just put it this way: you're out of home life. Mm -hmm. Right, so try to reflect a little bit more on your uh, 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 money. Um, a lot of people make fun about New Year's resolutions. Uh, you know, I'm one of those. <laughs> but hey, it works sometimes. Yeah. It has worked, and for many people, it actually works. You know, they probably make ten and they follow one. So, uh, you know, put put this on your uh, this holiday season. Put money and getting connected to your money on your things to do in the new year That's and take action like you know yeah. call me Let, let's book our one-on-one -on -one. i can meet you on zoom i can do a phone call we right. can meet one-on-one -on -one. let's get you connected you can meet kirk you can we can meet jeff you know we have our financial success show uh, summit coming mm -hmm. you know so make an effort so let, let me ask you this late in the season we're almost at the end of the year what can people do to take advantage of some of the things we're talking about? Can can you register a business and have it go back for the year? Um, Unfortunately, yeah. no. Uh, we have to really meet the business definition of CRA, which is um, you have to have an active business, and mm -hmm. they define the active business as such that you have to have a dollar of income mm -hmm. and the intention to make money. Now, while you're saying that, uh, something comes to my mind is one of the most easiest businesses you can sign up for or get started for are Etsy. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> so I knew where you're going, but are direct sale businesses. Direct sale oh, businesses. Man. You know, uh, some people like to call them multi-level marketing ML MLMs. Pyramid Net schemes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an MLM fan, guys. <laughs> uh, so those are turnkey, and many of the products in there are easily giftable, or mm. people will buy yeah. for you for Christmas. Yeah. You know, I just bought, uh, I was talking to Tammy, and I'm buying an um, essential oil kit from Young Living. She's, she's going to make good money off it. Nice. Right? So it is a good time. You know, to maybe join a product-based business uh, that you can 
because you're meeting people, or service. share with it. Or service. Or service. <laughs> and uh, share with your friends and family because you're meeting them either way. And that's a very good opportunity you can even sell them. Right? It doesn't have to be always bricks and mortars. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think that's an important distinction to make nowadays, too, is that... Um, what was it they said uh, when I was down uh, down in New York last the other day? Uh, I think it was twelve of the Fortune five hundred companies um, that are, are around today. Twelve of them existed twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Only twelve companies. Wow. Yeah, uh, and that really speaks to the fact that you know, especially with an MLM business, if you if you have the drive and you're the right type of person and and you find something you're passionate about. You can run that business from anywhere, and it allows you a lot of write-offs that you're not going to get with a brick and mortar. Oh yeah. I mean, if you se- if you sell uh, um, bike parts out of a garage in downtown Toronto, you can't very much justify a trip to Florida, as, yeah, exactly. as, you know, <laughs> unless you ride your bike there and you're showing it off. Yeah. But when it comes to uh, uh, MLM company, which I am a huge fan, by the way, the pyramid scheme was a, a joke. Um, you can you can literally talk about that business. Anywhere in the world. Oh, yeah. You can run that business anywhere in the world, and you can start an organization in that business anywhere in the world. Super, super handy. And if I'm not mistaken, because they have a master business license, you don't even have to start a sole proprietorship. Am I correct? Uh, So I'm going to take it a little bit more simplified over here. In Canada, you do not need to register a business, for the most part, when you're starting up a business, to do business. Hmm. All you got to do is report your income and expenses on the Schedule 2125 on your T1 return. Now, well, if you want to brand yourself, yeah, I recommend go get a master business license. It's 60 bucks. Uh, or if you want to soli- like secure the name, probably you're looking into uh, getting it incorporated federally. Um, but, or, and again, the only registration I normally recommend for the most part is HST registration, and it's free, mm-hmm. right? All you gotta do is Call Hashim. He'll get you HST registered. Go online or call CIA. Right? It takes five minutes Mm -hmm. to get yourself HST registered. And uh, that can be one of the best things you can do when you start your business uh, in terms of uh, opening cash flow opportunities. Right? You know, I just bought a truck for my brother. Oh, it's a gorgeous Um, truck, too, Jeff. You have to see it. And uh, January. I've seen it, Kirk. And I don't get nearly as excited about it as you do. Oh, I I get so excited (laughs) when I see this truck. I love this truck. It's a nice truck. Nice truck. Speaking of which, did they put that light bar on it yet? hmm? Did they put that light bar on it yet? Uh, No, no. They ordered it, and I didn't like it. And uh, they ordered another (laughs) one. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So so this is turning into... uh, It's actually my... uh, (laughs) So welcome back to Auto Talk. (laughs) Hey, we're talking auto. Hey, I'm in. (laughs) Where were we? Yeah. So, you know... Oh, gosh. (laughs) Buying that truck, and, you know, um, we put... $3,900 $3,900 on our credit card as a down payment. For like Not that truck, sorry. The one car, the car before. This one you had to put a little bit more because you got the, needed to control the payments. But a typical scenario. Hey, if you're buying a car that's $30,000, let's say a Camry or something mm-hmm. like that, um, you're going to pay about $3,000 in a change. Well, mm-hmm. you get it back if you're HST registered and you're driving it 90% or more for your business, you can get that back. So it's it's uh, it's cre- like HST getting HST registered gives you those opportunities and mm-hmm. you know can I use that thirty nine hundred dollars and put it back into my business you know or maybe put runners mm-hmm. and <laughs> a no, roll bar no. put the roll bar on <laughs> don't put the runners up at that roll bar Shh. you like that roller I bar do, right? I do I do. You can tell not yet. <laughs> um, so let's kind of summarize here because we're uh, this one actually went a lot faster than I, I expected. Yep, and I got um, two questions in. Sure, go ahead. That that's actually like that's good for for lately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he thinks he can actually yeah, get answers. Yeah, right? yeah, uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, our uh, our guest last week, Sean Minden, poor Kirky, just sat here going, "You're a rock star." Uh, you director of photography. Uh, what? Yeah, I was sitting by the wayside. I thought we were talking about yeah, development. And yeah. Now we're talking about Billy Talon, Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. And all this stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, so 
before the end of the season, for the end of the year, a couple of things people can do is look at if they're already registered in a business, look at how you might be able to gift something related to your business. That'll help mm -hmm. you get some write-offs for the end of the year. Um, if you're going to have a holiday party, invite a couple of people you want to talk business about. Couple only? Hey, you can invite me. I'll join too. Yeah, me and Hashley. him. Uh, <laughs> 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 but I uh, invite some people over that that are our clients as well as friends or potential clients. Mm -hmm. and you can use the uh, the availability of the events write offs. Intention. Intention. Yes, that's that's everything is intention these days. Yeah. Your intention has to be business related. Yeah. And uh, you know we we mentioned the R R S P. No, Jeff. No, I'm going to mention it, Kirk. I'm going to mention it because Hasher <laughs> just gave us the anti R R S P strategy, yeah. All right. which is creating as many write offs as possible. That's the whole reason that people you know are are sold on the R R S P. If you've had your business registered this year and you've taken advantage of some great write offs and and pumping them up at the end of the year, then let's say you're eighteen percent that you're able to contribute to your R S P, you might be able to write down that eighteen percent as is and not have to worry about putting money into something that you can't touch for the next thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> you know, it's uh I think we should leave RSPs for a whole day. Oh, that, that's, know, that's definitely right? a whole like, discussion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let me get the time here. It's been 40 minutes. Um, I, I, I that RSP conversation can go. I think I would need more than 20 minutes to bash Let's do that a different time. That's what I'm saying. Because this show is going to go till 5 o'clock then. So. <laughs> On that, I just need the, the David Letterman <laughs> sign off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to switch the camera. You got my hands in the frame there, okay, uh, Fabian. <laughs> Giving <laughs> you awake, bud. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, so, Hashem, number one tip for the end of the year, what can people do um, to take advantage of as many write-offs in their income as possible over the next, what, three weeks we have left? Two weeks we have left in the, in the, in the yeah, season? I, I would say the number one thing, if you don't have a business, get yourself into a business. If not, you know, uh, you know, talk to your accountant, see how you can get yourself into a business. Um, number one thing, what uh, you know, those parties and everything. Keep your receipts. Um, see whatever you are doing. Stop and think before you do anything, and see how you can possibly relate this to your business. Take it from there. But I think if you don't have a business yet, or if you don't know what to write off, you know, I think it's a good time to reflect. That are you going to continue paying taxes? Hey, paying taxes is not wrong don't get me wrong over here we all have to pay our fair share but i feel we pay too much mm -hmm. yep um mm -hmm. and uh, i still pay taxes but don't nearly not as much as most canadians do in my tax bracket so i ho i hope that this tax this uh, holiday season people reflect get connected with your money see what's wrong uh, your accountant is the doctor. Actually, we should call it Black. We should open Blackton Hospital as well. <laughs> Bring your finances. We'll do all the examinations. We'll do the tests. Oh, we'll write the prescription. This one's DOA. <laughs> <laughs> this one turns out to be. But I think you know, getting connected with your numbers, you know, and taking action. That's one thing. If it's not, if you're not in a business already, you really need to get a reality check. Yeah, I think it's yeah. extremely important. Um, number one takeaway I got from that is take some action, period. Action, uh, action takers are the ones that, uh, that move forward in life, and the people that sit and contemplate are the ones that get left behind. So mm -hmm. I think it's extremely important. Find something you like. Find something you're passionate about. Get into that business because the write-offs are, are absolutely incredible. You can, you know, just the amount of money people are giving up because they don't know. Yeah. what they don't know you know if you have time i do want to mention one thing i mean craig shares uh the 45 figure uh which is a national stat that individuals will lose their job at the age of 45 mm -hmm. and when i first heard that about three and a half years ago i'm like craig man not really that's not gonna be me and everybody lives in that false paradise fool's paradise uh that you know they're gonna still have their job by at the age of 45 and all that stuff but I as as I started meeting clients and people I started realizing no he's right this really happens like you 
having a business allows you that freedom in your life mm -hmm. to do things differently. I mean, many people want to have business, but they can't even think about it. When business mm -hmm. they think, they think about bricks and mortar. Mm -hmm. No, there's tons of other businesses. I mean, mm -hmm. since I've started working with Craig, now I have six businesses. Mm -hmm. Right? I can comfortably even say today that God forbid, and I love working at Blackthorn, don't get me wrong or anything, guys over here, but God forbid something happens and I don't have to, either I lose my job here or there's no Blackthorn for me or something happens. I, my businesses are now set enough that I have a plan B, C, D, E, F, that I just have to spend maybe a couple of months on it and it mm -hmm. surpasses my employment mm -hmm. income here at Blackpool. Mm -hmm. That's the change what we're talking about. We're just not talking about having a business and getting the write-offs. No, it's, it's, it is the, the key to the door of financial success of taking control of your money. When you're employed, you do not have control of your mm -hmm. money. Yeah. You only have control of your money if, you're if you have the knowledge of how to do it. That's what we encourage people. We always love giving free information all the time. Our Payless Tax book um, that uh, Craig wrote an amazing book. You know, go get yourself some knowledge mm -hmm. and take, your, take matters in your own hand. That's the only way that is the way that you will become financially successful in your life. There's no other way. Employed yep. is just over broke. Job. Yeah. J-O-B, yeah. yeah. just <clears throat> over broke or jump out of bed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and you really touched on something there about having multiple streams of income. David Allen wrote that book. It's a fantastic book. If you haven't read it, Multiple Streams of Income by David Allen. Uh, Robert Allen, sorry. David, who's David Allen? Robert <laughs> Allen. Uh, <laughs> Tune in, Jeff. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> um, but it is super important to have those multiple streams of income because the one that you, you believe in the most may dry up. Yeah. Um, we've seen it, especially uh, the GM plants closing in Oshawa. Um, unfortunately, uh, what's that? Nortel. Yeah, Nortel. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the people that uh, are, are living in Oshawa are now going to be looking for jobs, most likely at places like Walmart and McDonald's, because there are no major manufacturing jobs out there anymore. Yeah. And it's a sad reality, but that's what those, those folks have known for the last 20, 30 years. And the fact of the matter is those jobs, they just don't exist like they used to. My old man worked for John Deere for 35 years and I, I'll never forget at his retirement party thinking wow these jobs won't exist in a few years and sure enough they pulled pulled stakes up out of uh, uh, North America they took all their mm -hmm. manufacturing down to Mexico so it's extremely important like you said have your plan B, C, D, E, F many as you can because multiple streams of income is what's going to make your, your future safe yeah. and secure. So yeah. Hashem thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Any uh, parting wisdom you'd like to leave folks with? Um don't drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, that's pretty good. Don't Welcome drink back to Auto Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, it's very important. Last uh, last holiday season, uh, I lost a very close uh, school friend of mine, mm. um, and that was very saddening. Yeah, somebody uh, uh, he was married for about ten years. They couldn't have a kid, and he was bringing his daughter. Uh, from the hospital because they, they just had a baby mm. and um, only son um, of, in, in the family o only child in the family matter of fact and older parents used to really really nice kid looking after his friends and stuff somebody ran a red light t-boned him killed him on the spot mm. wow. so guys don't drink and drive enjoy holidays yeah. uber Lift, do whatever. Oh, yeah. Carpool, yeah, yeah. don't There's drink no, and drive. No, no, no need for it anymore. No, no yeah. need. No. Kirky, any parting wisdom from you? Yeah, don't smoke and drive. <laughs> <laughs> Weed is legal now, and the government's putting that out there. He said, don't drink and drive, so I'm going to say that one. Don't drink and drive. Okay, so I could just sum that up and say, drive sober. Uh, <laughs> it's important. It is, right? Maybe somebody listens to us, you know? It can I, ruin I, I, families. Yeah. It can ruin families Ab and absolutely. lives. Absolutely. I, I agree with the merits, but <laughs> anyhow. Uh, <laughs> not the parting wisdom I was looking for. <laughs> um, so, uh, Hashem, how can folks find you? How can folks set up a, a free one-on-one -on -one with you? Um, you can call the office, 905-789-8827. 
or uh, you can email me hashim at blackthorn-group.com mm -hmm. h-a-s h-i-m has him put them together now you won't forget it <laughs> I never hey yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow the light goes on yeah. that's awesome uh, blackthorn-group uh, give me a shout um, I love as, as I, uh, when we started I love teaching mm -hmm. um, so that it, the teacher is inside me so if I can help you just see something differently in your finances uh, especially in your tax world um, and get you maybe $500 extra or 1000 or 5 or 10 whatever. Heck, a dollar uh, extra is a dollar extra, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, will, it means to me a lot. Like, you know, it, That's uh, awesome. Um, yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Uh, we got some great events coming up. Yeah, January 19th is a Saturday. We have our next Financial Success Summit. If you want to know more about it, you can go to financialsuccesssummit.com. Uh, two guests, $47. We buy you lunch, and I always make the guarantee if you don't find something for yourself or someone you love, I will give you your $47 back out of my own pocket. Uh, however, I have yet to pay anybody that $47 back because... Well, you never will pay anybody. It's an amazing, it's, it's an amazing, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, fun and, pack day. And if you can't commit to that, January 19th, of course, every single Tuesday night, we have our financial success evening, which is a free one hour, uh, um, um, I don't want to call it a lecture, educational mm -hmm. uh, seminar uh, talking about taxes, fees, and interest, how to make interest work for you and stop paying ridiculous fees and taxes where we lose a ton of money. I also want to send a shout out to my friends at Be Your Best Today. Kevin Hewn and his team sent us uh, a very lovely Christmas card and uh, just got it in the mail. Kirk didn't want me to have it on the table, but I did anyway. What do you mean I didn't want you to have it on the table? <laughs> hey, I just saw it in there and I was like, hey, <laughs> like, do you want this on the table? Like, I don't so know what's going Thank you, on. Kevin. We appreciate, Thanks, uh, we appreciate that card. That's very nice. Uh, and of course, as always, you can go to paylesstaxbook.com, download your free copy mm -hmm. of Craig Donkerley's book, and uh, get updated on all the things we got going on here at Blackthorn. It's going to be a very exciting season. Hashim, you're going to come back on the show uh, just after New Year's, if I'm not mistaken, I correct? So. Yes, you are. Yeah, we've got a, a meetup coming up next month. It's been announced. Go to meetup.com, Financial Six evening uh, you'll find Hashem will be speaking and it'll be a very in-depth night uh, we won't be as limited to time as we are on the show and we can certainly answer all your questions there and uh, if you have any questions in the meantime you can certainly contact us uh, either Hashem or Kirk at uh, Hashem at blackthorn-group.com or Kirk k-i-r-k at blackthorn-group.com for now I am uh, your host Jeff my co-host Kirk Forsyth, and of course our very special guest, Mr. Hashem Chaudhry. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. Oh, thank you. Thank for you. Us. Yeah, and uh, it was great. Awesome. And Let's uh, some taxes. Yeah, absolutely. All about putting more money back in your pocket. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next Thursday at 3 p.m.